every day we hurt. And my mom used to tell us to just thank God for the pain. Because if you feel that pain, you are alive. People sometimes ask me why I run. I run because I can. But I run for those who cannot. All right, thanks everybody for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. It is almost Christmas. We are excited about it. This is my favorite time of the year, the most wonderful time of the year, and my favorite holiday, uh, celebrating the birth of Christ and uh, celebrating with family. I know we've got a lot of folks we're going to be having over to our house and and uh, my mom and sister coming to visit after Christmas. And um, we have a special guest, though. We're talking about fitness as well as faith on this episode. Uh, a special guest, a couple that's with us here, and she uh, um, she, uh, um, Trisha Davis, has run uh, almost 75 races this year, celebrating her 70th birthday uh, earlier this year. Amazing feat. Um, and they are uh, they are retired, and they are not retired from running. They are doing a lot more than, they, than most f- folks uh, do uh, at, at any age. So we're going to talk to her about that. Um, Trisha is also part of the Columbus, Georgia chapter for a group called Black Girls Run. And uh, they're a national organization that wants to encourage African-American women to make fitness and healthy living a priority. Because according to the CDC, 80% of African-American women are overweight. And, you know, this group wants to create a movement to lower that percentage and subsequently lower the number of women with chronic diseases associated with maybe a sedentary lifestyle and unhealthy diet. So, Tricia, definitely a a great example of um, a a great woman on the move. But I wanted to share with you a little bit about how... um, you know, obviously, this time of year is a time uh, to celebrate, you know, with gifts and traveling and food and all that kind of stuff. But it's really a time to celebrate Jesus. And I put something on my Facebook page. It says, uh, this is, I just put this out. It says, with Jesus, we have, and then I put dot, dot, dot. And I let other people kind of fill in the blank. Here's some of the answers folks gave me, which is really uh, interesting to, to kind of hear different people's thoughts on it. Uh, so with Jesus, we have, and folks said, everything, grace we did not earn, abundant life, Peace, comfort, and strength, true power, eternal life, life more abundantly, friendship, salvation, um, victory over sin, my portion, hope, um, forgiveness, all we ever need. So, so many and so many other different answers on there. So, you can check it out on the Jason Dennis, um, my Facebook page. So, with Jesus, we have. And, uh, you know, with Jesus, we have the ability to have bodies to be able to do some amazing things when it comes to fitness. I mean, you know, He gave us these bodies, and I think we're, we're capable of doing so much more than we think. And no matter what age, some folks think, okay, when I hit 60, when I hit 70, you know, I'm not able to do as much, right? Because, you know, but, um, you know, my guest for today, Trisha Davis, she has proven otherwise. Um, uh, Her and Aubrey have been married for 50 years. They just celebrated their anniversary uh, a few months ago. They have three children six grandchildren, and three great-grandsons. And, and check this out. Eight of their nine great and, and, and grandchildren and greats uh, are boys. I got one little girl, seven-year-old, so I'm, hopefully she's the maybe the most spoiled of the bunch, uh, Avery Rose. Um, she has her uh, Master's of Education from Columbus State University here in Columbus, just south of Atlanta. Uh, retired after 30 years from the state of Georgia as an educator. Her husband, Aubrey, was a uh, Columbus police officer for uh, almost four 
four decades. Uh, she was an eighth grade science teacher for three years at Marshall Middle School, six years at Blackman Road Middle, and she also worked uh, for a couple of decades at the Georgia Department of Human Resources with the Office of Fraud and Abuse before becoming a teacher. Uh, she started running back in 2014, so it's been about eight years now, and she's also a true and faithful believer in Jesus Christ. And uh, she said her greatest joy is being a good wife and mother and knowing that her children are saved like her and uh, her husband, Aubrey. So without further ado, uh, Trisha Davis, thank you so much uh, for being here on the Run the Race podcast. Thank you so much, Jason, for having us today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and we got Aubrey here in the house with us, too. And, and uh, I wanted to talk to you, but he's going to he's going to share some of his uh, insights and in, uh, being a supportive husband. He runs a lot of these races, too. Yeah, so it's amazing what you guys have done. So that's the one I want to start off with is I know we've known each other for, for many years. And I know we've gone to Solid Rock uh, um, Church together. Uh, in the past. And um, so we're going to talk about faith and, and talk about, um, you know, the importance of that and family and about, um, you know, your message to other retirees about staying in shape. But I wanted to start off talking about this 2022 race challenge. So you returned 70, which you did just, to, was it, how, when was your in birthday? In May, May 24th, I turned 70 years old. So back in May, 70 years young. 70 right? years young. <laughs> 70, <yeah. laughs> um, and so you wanted this, uh, did you come up with this challenge? of 70 races this year for this birthday? I was thinking all last year, you know, you know, I want to, you're going to be 70. What could you do to celebrate just being 70, 70 years on earth and 70 years of blessings by God to be able to live and, and be happy and so blessed to have my husband and my children and my grandchildren who absolutely love me, love us, love each other. And that's just the greatest blessing. And so when I was doing Red Nose in January, the Red Nose Half Marathon in January, at two miles of the stretch, I was by myself. And I could just, I was pondering, what can I do? And the Lord said to me, and I, you know, people say, oh, you don't hear him audibly or whatever. But sometimes, at least three times in my life, I think I have heard that voice audibly. And he said, why don't you do 70 races this year for you to celebrate your 70 years on this earth? And it was like, okay, I can do that. And then when I told Arbor, he's like, are you crazy? <laughs> My children were all so supportive. Yeah, mama, you can do this, you can do this. And they're so, you know, so very proud of me. But they don't hear me moaning and groaning at night, and they don't see me struggling sometimes like Aubrey does. And and that's what he was concerned about was my health. And so physically, I'm fine. I don't take medication. You know, I take vitamins, and I have to take a, a potassium supplement every day because my potassium runs low. And um, but I have arthritis all down my spine and all over my body, and I ache with the weather like everybody else with arthritis. And so he was just kind of concerned about me um, hurting, you know, so much. But it's been great. And then he realized that he was going to do these races with me. <laughs> and so I was like, uh, you know, at least we we're going to go out of state because I'm trying to do the 50 states challenge and things like that. And I was like, well, the half a 5K or this year he became a half fanatic and he did four halves with me this year. So it's like you're going to have to do some of these halves with me because they're isolated. Some of them are. And I don't want to be by myself. And so he did. So that that's how it came about. And I felt that God had given me that vision or that goal or saying, you have this. And I know you know that I had trained to do a marathon in 2019. And when I did 20 miles one day, it was like the Lord spoke to me then. He said, you are so strong. 
you know, and your faithfulness of being able to get up every morning at four or five o'clock at night, going to bed early so that you can do this, trying to work on your nutrition. And Arbor said to me, he said, if you can do a marathon, Tricia, you can do anything. And I, you know, people have always told me how strong I was. And you, you know, sometimes you get tired of being the strong one all the time. And they don't really see those weak moments or you hide them from others because they say you're so strong. But when the Lord told me, he said, look at you, you did 20 miles today. You can, you're so strong. And I felt that strength in me that he, he has always poured into me anyway, because physically I am strong. And I just felt that I was invincible was one of the songs that I started listening to by Skillet. I think it's Skillet. And it's like, you're invincible. Not that I'm not going to one day have to go home to the Lord, but that while I'm on earth, I should be living, like you said, our body's a temple, taking care of that body for him, running the race he has set forth for me. And literally, it's I can do the distance. I'm not a fast runner. And now I walk more than I run because of just a little limitation. But I have to do what he set for me to do. And this is what I can do. People sometimes ask me why I run. I run because I can. But I run for those who cannot. And I have a niece with MS, so she can't run. And she's on a cane right now. My best friend of 61 years is in a wheelchair. Another best friend of mine, Rosa, died when I started running it in 2014. She had just died. So she never got to see me accomplish these goals, but I know that she's smiling down on me and so you know, excited and happy for me. And I had a very wonderful friend, Delta, who also had MS. And I dedicate my races to them. And she was just so happy for me. She said, run for me, and I'd run for them. And I'm like, I dedicate this race to them. And she died a couple of years ago. So it's like, when I run, sometimes I, I get really weak, and I reach my hands up to the Lord, and, you know, just, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. And he's pulling me up the hill. Or sometimes I don't even feel myself running. I know he's carrying me. And then I'll reach my hands out to the side, and I'll have my mom on one side and my sister on the other side, who both hate it walking and running, period. <laughs> so I was like, come on, y'all got to help me, you know, make it. And uh, I have a tribe of, of ladies that I walk with, uh, you know, when I'm walking, they help train me, they help keep me grounded, they pray for me. And um, so I'll, sometimes I'll call their names because they're like, you can do a 5K all day. So when I'm at the last uh, 5K of a half marathon, I call their names and they just all help me make it to the finish line. So, you know, in this challenge, you know, after doing the, the, the half marathon, the, the free one we have in Columbus, Georgia, to start off the year in January, you, 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 kinda, you, you and Aubrey decide, okay, we're going to do this challenge, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, for, you know, 2022. So how do you, you know, strategically figure out, okay, which races are we going to go to? How far are we going to travel? Is it going to be a 5K or a half marathon? Or, so how do you figure all the logistics out? We were so fortunate. We are so fortunate to live in Columbus with a great running community. And so, of course, we did the summer series here in Columbus, most of it. And then we did the fall series. So there was uh, there are a lot of races in Columbus that was like, okay, we don't have to go anywhere. We can do the races in Columbus. And so I sat down and I put a post out on Facebook, said, hey, y'all, I'm gonna do this. Give me some of your favorite races. Tell me some you know, places that are good and, and, and things like that. So we did the Columbus races, a lot of them. 
there was a wonderful race in Auburn, Alabama, the Auburn Run Fest, and we did it. It was awesome. And some races we'd done before, like uh, Mercedes-Benz in Birmingham, something that's close by that we could drive to. But we've driven to most of the races uh, that we can drive to. We won't drive over four hours anymore. And I was like, hey, I saw Run Sedona in Arizona, which was like, this is the most beautiful place on the earth, that, you know, almost one of the most, because there are so many beautiful places. But I said, like, we're going to run in Arizona. So we did run Sedona, absolutely gorgeous. He was screaming how magnificent and how God has blessed us with this earth, but also with our country. It is so beautiful. And I was like, oh, we're going to run in Utah. I just start researching races on, online. And then he told me I had to do all, Aubrey told me I had to do all the planning. He said, this is your thing. You've got to do all the planning. And so those logistics were, I mean, I had to get the spreadsheet like everybody and keep <laughs> that calendar. It's like, okay, this is it. And he says, that means we got to run every weekend. I said, uh, yeah, they're only like 52 weeks in a year, you know. And so some weekends we're going to have to do two. And he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we did. I, I sought out races that had one on Saturday and Sunday because I knew we'd have to do two some weekends. But it, it worked out um, in the summer. I had uh, problems with my legs, and so they, my doctor was worried about me having peripheral artery disease, and they took me out of the air for after I went to Alaska. For July and August, we, we couldn't fly. I couldn't fly. We ran in Atlanta almost every weekend. We were in Atlanta, Georgia. They have a lot of races like Columbus, mm -hmm. and so we would be in Atlanta, and I have to go the night before a race. Sometimes Aubrey says, we can drive up the next morning. I'm like, no, I need a good night rest. You know, I'm not as young as I used to be. <laughs> I need a good night rest. And then we'll get up and do the races. Sometimes we stay two nights because there was one on Saturday and one on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And so we would do that. But that was July and August. We were in Atlanta, Georgia, or some parts of Georgia, Swanee or some Johns Creek or somewhere north of us every weekend in June and July. Yeah, and speaking of Georgia, I mean, I, I know I had a chance to see both you guys just over the weekend uh, here in Columbus at the Big Dog Jingle 5K. I was dressed up as the Grinch yes. and <laughs> ran the 5K and the full, the race organizers uh, conned me or, or talked me into, <laughs> invited me to uh, dress up in this big onesie, dress up as the Grinch. It was a little chilly in the 40s, so not too bad, but great. And then you guys did another one on Sunday, and then back to back, this was in Atlanta, is that yes, right? Yes, it was in Atlanta, so we uh, left from here after doing the big dog jingle, and our, our favorite, one of our favorite nieces was having a birthday party, so oh. we went to the birthday party and spent about an hour and a half. I was like, we got to go, because we got to race in Atlanta tomorrow. We got to go pick up our packets. This was race number 74? That was 73. 73. 73, 73 was... Sunday. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And, and and Aubrey, I was going to ask you real quick about how. So you know, when 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 she came to you with this idea, what did you think about it? And and now that you you guys have and she's done so much and you've done so much as well. What what is your thoughts now? You know, from compared to uh, eleven months ago, compared to now. Well, I'm proud of what uh, she's done. Uh, when we started out, I really wasn't that interested in running <laughs> as a. Um, police officer, we have to do the physical agility test every year. So every year I have to run anyway. So, you know, that was one of the things I hated about my job, to have to do that. So when we actually, when she started running, I was pretty much the water boy, so to speak, <laughs> and uh, to hold her jackets and that kind of thing and wait for her to take the pictures at the finish line. So, um, 
it kind of got a little boring to me, just hanging around, standing around, um, waiting on her to finish. So I told her, I said, well, you know, uh, you know, I only keep doing this. So she said, well, why don't you start running too? And so I started out light. I would um, do the 5K, you know. So, so then when she approached me with this doing 70 races, you know, I mean, I kind of worried a little bit about that, you know. I said, I don't know if you were able to do that or not, you know. So she said, I can do it, you know. You help me, la, la, la. So I said, okay then. So I knew then that I had to stop being the water boy and run with her because I was worried about her being on the trail, yeah, you know, yeah. her and what have you. So I started running with her. And <clears throat> so um, we did the uh, Soldiers Marathon. And um, that particular marathon, I was really concerned about her, you know. And um, and and she, I think in her mind she felt like she could do it. She had the determination to do it, but I think that was a little bit of hesitation there. So um, I realized then that I need to continue to do every race with her if possible. So I started doing that. If she signed up for a half marathon, I'll just sign up for the 5K. You know, we'll we'll run for a while together, and then I'll get in and I'll wait for her and listen for. Her. But uh, <clears throat> the biggest part of it is that it's her determination, and I just want to be supportive of what she wanted to do. I think that um, sometimes it's not so much just fun that you're receiving, you're really receiving health benefits from it. And I thought that was important mm -hmm. because when I retired from work, <clears throat> um, I was weighing like 50 pounds more than what I weigh now. So when I started dropping a little bit and then when I started running, I realized, hey, I'm getting stronger. Even though I'm um, getting older as well, but I felt like, you know, running would kind of keep my energy level up. You know, I wouldn't be one of those kind of guys that sit down on the couch every night watching television and eating too much um, barbecue ribs and what have <laughs> you, you know. So I noticed that my weight started dropping and I started feeling stronger. I was more energized and get up early in the morning and do some of the things I want to do all day long. So uh, <clears throat> my benefit, I guess, is what her encouragement was to me to watch her um, complete that goal that she set of doing 70 races um, in one year, which was just a fountain to my mind that, hey, how are you going to do this? But then when I started watching her do it and those her determination, it encouraged me too to try to get out there and just do something with her. Yeah. So, so far <clears throat> this year, you know, I'm just happy to say that, you know, 73, 74 races had been phenomenal. And along the way <clears throat> of doing these races, we've met so many nice people, including you, Jason, <laughs> you know, that encourage us. And we've been able to see parts of the country that if I didn't have business something to do there, I probably wouldn't go there, you know. And it's taken us pretty much all over this country doing races. And I think even though she's completed the 74 races, I think she's still, in the back of her mind, have several more places she's going to run. <laughs> so. That's right. You guys are definitely an inspiring couple. I mean, it's amazing. And, Trisha, I wanted to kind of go back a little bit because, okay, so 2014, when you <clears throat> kind of started on this running journey, um, you know, you, um, you were in your early 60s at that point. So what was it that kind of, you know, Aubrey was talking about how, you know, you were help, helped push him to kind of end back into running kind of post-police career. What about you? What was your motivation? I've always loved to walk and I love to exercise. I, I really do. So 
when I used to drop my daughter off at Columbus High School, I would see, and you know, I was thinking about this today, I would see the little old ladies, that's what I call them, and that's what I am, <laughs> walking around Lake Bottom. And I was like, oh, as soon as I retire, that's what I'm gonna do, you know. I'm going to walk around Lake Bottom every day and just stay energized and healthy. I've never been fast. I was in the marching band at school, and that was pretty much my only uh, activity in school. I never played sports or anything like that. And so um, I, when, we re when I retired at age 58, first thing I did was join the YMCA. And I was like, we're gonna, and he joined also. I was like, we're gonna keep our bodies in, because we retired at the same time. I said, we're gonna keep our bodies in shape, and this is a great way to do it. And so we took the classes at the Y, and we took ballroom dance. We took every class they offered, Zumba, everything. We did it all. So it's like, we're gonna keep it healthy for our kids, for ourselves, and we're healthy. So we gotta keep that going, you know. And so in 2014, Mother's Day, my daughter gave me a pedometer. And she said, Mom, you need to log your steps. You know, they say you need to get 10,000 steps a day. You're going to the gym every day. Let's just clip it on and see how many steps you're getting. So I did that, and I got, and I walked in my house most of the time. Uh, and I walked in the house, and I started running in the house because I've always really wanted to run. And so I, I used to run in my 20s, and then I popped a vessel in my leg, and back then they didn't, you know, really know about how to repair things and all. And it's like, oh, you know, you might have to stop running, and, which I did. But at 62, when I started running in the house, somebody, and I don't know to this day who it was or how it happened, sent me the nuns run on the email. It said, sign up for this race, you know, and it was the nuns run here in Columbus, and it was on December 6, 2014. That was my first race. And I didn't tell anybody I was doing it, you know. And I did, when I came home and I told my daughter about it, and I think I finished in 42 minutes, I said, is that good? They's like, oh yeah, that's really good, you know, da da you know. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. And so when they were doing the awards at the end of that race, they were doing the ladies 60 to 65 or something. Jason, I thought I had won that race because they said, and the winner is this lady from Midland. She's 62 years old and I live in Midland. So I just thought it was me and I was just getting ready to go up front and get my medal. And it was another lady who actually lives in my neighborhood. You <laughs> <laughs> were on the street from us. And so she and I became good friends because I was like, it, not me, it's you. And it's, <laughs> so, it was Carrie. I didn't know her then, but we've become friends since then. And so for Christmas that year, I, you know, I went home and told my kids I didn't get the medal and I came in fourth and all. And uh, for Christmas that year, my daughter and her husband gave me a medal. So that was my first medal and I still have it. And I, it is my favorite medal. And I watch Andy Griffith all the time. And there's an episode on there where Opie uh, was running a race and he didn't win anything. And he was so sour and he's like, they beat me and they got my medal. And so that's what we say all the time now when we don't play, you know, they beat me and they got my medal. <laughs> and so that's what my daughter wrote me. She said that she beat you and she got your medal. So they gave me one for Christmas that year. My cousin, Bronson McBride, runs, and so we saw him at a race, and he said, oh, come on, do the, you know, come January and do the Super Bowl, and we did. We did the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think I played second in that one, so Bronson kind of, you know, he kind of, you know, stirred us on, and then we met um, just Renata. I met Renata Shirley and Bill Shirley at, the, at that race, 
And Renata's like, you know, you you guys need to come on. And they're some years older than us. And they were, we were like, oh, no, we need to go sit down. You know, we don't need to be out here running. They said, no, I'm such and such an age. And I'm Bill such and such an age. Come on, you know. So we, we started running with the community with Big Dog and Columbus Road Runners. We just started running with the community based on their inspiration and motivation for us. They're older than us and they're still out here doing it. We might can do this too. And um, so we did, and we did the, um, we did another race, a five teen, I think it was a Teen Challenge 5K in May of that year. And we met just the most, and we did Couch to 5K too. And we met the most wonderful people. And they're like, that elderly couple, Aubrey doesn't like the word elderly. <laughs> that elderly couple could run with us. And they're like, Tricia, you can do a half marathon. I'm like, please, I'm struggling on the 5K. And that summer, it was Blanche and Glenda and Jenna and just other people that you know in our running community. Bill was, was running too. They, we trained to do my first soldiers, which was in 2015, I think. And I, di and, you know, I did it, and which was my fastest half ever. And I absolutely loved it. I, yeah. I love being out there in the, in the weather. I love listening to, you know, when I run, I don't run with uh, music or anything. I like to hear the birds singing and, I just like to hear nature and I want to be aware of my surroundings. People so. panting as they're running. Yes, <laughs> and one of them is me. And sometimes I'm, I come up behind people and I'm like, it's okay, it's not a bear, it's just me. Just me, just Trisha. <laughs> Trisha huffing so, so and So you're such a big family and you were talking about how, how they are so supportive and Aubrey and, and so what is it, um, I mean, how, how do they feel about this challenge and about you guys running so much? Are they concerned about you? Or? Not in the least. It's the only thing they're concerned about. <laughs> when we get somewhere that's be safe, we get back home, rest. Those are their words to us. And part of my challenge this year was that I wanted to do a race with each one of them in the state where they reside. Our youngest daughter lives in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Well, I've done the Tuscaloosa half before, so we ran in Montgomery this year. And they had actually done that race with me before. So it's my daughter, her husband, and their two small children, Avery Rose and Brandon. And so they came to Montgomery and met us. It was the coldest, windiest, <laughs> aw most awful day in March this year. And I was like, y'all don't have to do this. The only person who has to do this race is me. And when we got to the lobby the next morning, they were all dressed, all standing there waiting with their coats on and their hats and gloves and, you know, things around their mouth. So, because it was so windy and so yeah. cold. And we all did that 5K together, you know. So it's, you know, I, I think I told you some of my favorite races, but my absolute favorite races is running with my children and my grandchildren and with Aubrey, of course, but with those children. So then we went to South Carolina and ran with our oldest daughter. And, you know, she runs with us. She ran, you know, ran with us. And she has run with us before. Well, the only person who hadn't run with us was our son in California. So this year we made that happen. We went to we went to Long Beach. He lives in San Diego, but we couldn't do that one. We went to Long Beach. We ran our son, Sean, and his son, Sean Jr. Our oldest grandson, Donovan, was supposed to run, but he had a problem with his Achilles, so yeah. he didn't run that but day. But I mean, that made this challenge yes. traveling so much more special when so you much have special. your kids and grandkids. Yeah, right? so we got to run with them in the, in the state where they live, so we, we did that. And it was just awesome, just just phenomenal. And my little granddaughter, she's like, okay, my mom, they call me my mom. What race is this? What number is this? <laughs> you know, and I, since Soldiers ended, but a couple of years ago when Soldiers was here, they all came and did Soldiers with, they did the 5K with me. 
And so they've run with us in the past, but this year it was about running with them where they live. So yeah. it was really awesome, really spectacular. Tell, tell them about Avery winning oh, medal. Yeah. yeah, what did you, seven-year-old won a medal? She actually won when she was three and a half. Oh, wow. <laughs> when she was three and a half, we had her in the stroller. We were doing the Montgomery race, which is an awesome race, by the way. And so we had her in her stroller because she was three and a half, but we had entered her in the race so she could get the shirt and the bib, you yeah, know, sure. and the medal because they gave you a medal just for finishing. So she was in a stroller, but we were at the start line and she was just a whining and a whining. It was like, what is wrong with you? She says, I want to get out and run for my medal. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we had trained and run with her before in the running stroller and all kinds of things. So she knew we ran and everything. And so we, I told her dad, I said, let her get out. And when the gun went off, she took off. It just took us a mile and a half to catch her almost. <laughs> she was gone. And the first mile and a half is kind of uphill a little bit. And then she walked. And then the last half mile, she took off running again. And we, they had to, um, they run, we run into a stadium there. And it has, it's up on the Jumbotron. And people are like, look at that baby. Look at her go. Then they give you a full breakfast and have just everything for you over mm. there. And so they were eating breakfast, and we went to the award ceremony, and they said, girls 10 and under, second place, Avery Rose. Wow. She ran, she won second place in her age group at um, three and a half years old. She got her first medal. And Jason, she used to watch the Olympics, and they go to, um, they live in Tuscaloosa, so they go over for gymnastic trials and things like that. And when the Star Spangled Banner plays, the Star Spangled Banner plays, she slaps her hand over her chest, you know, just standing there so proud. So she was waiting for them to start playing the Star Spangled Banner when she got her medal. And she's standing there with her hand oh. on her chest, like, <laughs> waiting. Now this year, at seven when she did the race, she was not happy. Yeah. But it was so cold and so windy. <laughs> I mean, the wind was almost blowing me along the course. And her dad had to pick her up because it was just really just pushing her so hard. Yeah. She couldn't even stand up. And going through, you know, I mean, fighting through injuries, uh, different weather and, you know, traveling to places and just, you know, kind of aching, especially if you're doing back to back races. You talked about faith being an important part, like a parallel with running about how God just kind of gives you that strength that you didn't know you had mentally, physically. So and you talk, you know, you told me, you know, off mic about how, you know, your parents raised you as Baptist. And so you've grown up in the faith. So do you feel like that your, your fitness you know, and, and kind of going on this journey, you know, for years now as, as a runner and somebody who wants to stay in shape as a retiree, um, is that really kind of kind of even affirmed your faith even more, you think? Yes. Every, every night, you know, I, I just, every minute I spoke, I am thanking God for my life. That's what I think. I say. thank God for my life and I thank you for making it good because I have a good life and I've known that I was blessed since I was 17, and I was thinking today, I was like, you know, who can a teenager down at 17? How can you be down at 17? And I was walking along the street with my head down, and my mom raised us to keep our head up all the time. And I had my head down because I was kind of down at that age, and I heard the birds singing, and it sounded like they were saying, pretty girl, pretty girl. And I looked up, and, the, and you know, I just looked up at creation, and I was like, oh my God, why are you depressed? You know, you're walking around, you're 17 years old, you finished high school, you're getting ready to go to college, and God has blessed you so much. You're, you have your parents and, and your siblings, and everybody doesn't have that, and a wonderful, good life. And I just, you know, sometimes you just want to slap yourself. And I was like, you know, you need to get a grip. And it was just, you know, it was like then I realized how blessed 
and how fortunate I am. And that blessing has carried me all these years. And I, you know how people can say, well, I'm down, I'm depressed. I'm like, you know, I'm so happy with life, Jason. I have really, I asked God for 100 years, but I've asked him to just leave me here and let me walk into heaven like Enoch did. Just, just leave me here. And they may be running to heaven now since I'm running. <laughs> but I was like, just because I love life so much. And I love my children and my husband and my extended family and friends so much that I, I really just don't ever want to leave them. Yeah. And I, I just love watching them. And I tell my kids now, okay, we're spending your inheritance, but I'm like, so you get nothing. But <laughs> I want to share our blessings with you while I'm here to see you enjoy them. Yeah. And so that's what we do. We do, we, we're, we're big givers not only to our family but to others and so I believe in blessing other people because God has blessed us so tremendously yeah, we are so blessed yeah and I was gonna bring in Aubrey on that like you know you and and, and um, Trisha sharing this journey of fitness and journey of faith together and being married for 50 years what's that like to be able to kind of is that part of like your testimony as a, as a couple that like you have really you know you you've continued to fight the good fight you're not just kind of like just like coasting i guess in life well no i um <clears throat> you know i i i lost my mom when i was four years old and of course my father he remarried and, and what have you. So I was pretty much raised by um, a grandmother. And a lot of people say that's uh, mother wit kind of a, a learning. And that's where I came up. And, and pretty much like, like, like her situation, I felt like I was not afforded all the things that I desired in life. And um, so, you know, I tried to push myself to, to do better and be better so I wouldn't have to depend on anybody. So um, as time passed by, I had the opportunity to see her walking down the street one day. And um, so she was walking with another young lady that I knew. So I made contact with the other young lady. Who is that girl? La, 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 la. We started talking and talking and talking. And we spent a little time together and and something happened. She went her merry way and I went my merry way. And about three years later, my sister asked me, what happened to that young lady you used to talk to? And I went home. I said, I think I still have her number. And I found her number. I had it written on the wall by the telephone. That's, that's the days when you know, the phone was not like the ones we have today. Sure, yeah. Know? Rotary. So, yeah. So I called her on the telephone and started talking. So she invited me over. And, and um, after I uh, went to visit her and talked a little bit, I started feeling those little feelings. And, and we dated for about another couple of years together. And, and finally one day, um, we talked about marriage and, and I proposed to her and we got married. And during those times, I guess, I was still learning about how to be a man and be supportive and, and stuff. And, and a lot of that um, learning came from, from her the wisdom that, that she have about life and what have you. So I was able to shake all those little feelings away about um, not being in a household where a mother there telling you every day you're a good guy, you're a good boy, you know, that kind of thing. And so my energy came from what she instilled in me. We talked about family a lot, and, and, and we kind of patterned 
ourselves, I guess, by that thing about taking care of others and they'll take care of you. And so all those years, we started building the family. And I'm just pleased and, 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 and blessed that um, she has that push about her that has made our children um, pay attention to have that same greed, I guess, to want to be successful as well. You know, I'm proud to say that uh, we have two lovely daughters. Both of them have doctorate degrees and, and, and very well set in their marriage with their, with their family and their children. And I pat myself on the back sometimes about what I've done, but I mostly pat her on the back for her encouragement and, and, and to them. Like she was telling you earlier, every day, uh, every morning, they're communicating with each other. How you doing today? La, la, la. I'm not doing that quite as much. I'll do it every now and then. And sometimes she'll get angry and tell me, hey, why don't you call your kids today? You know. <laughs> there you go. So, so I'm, I'm picking up on that, trying to be a little bit more uh, into that. At first, you know, she would um, write checks to different organizations and stuff and think nothing about it. And I'm thinking, hey, you know, why are you giving our money away? You know, but it's a reward, you know. Give, you know, 1% and you may receive 10%. But then when you really stop and think about it, you're giving 1%, but you're receiving 100%. So, so that's the life I have learned to live and excel. And I'm doing that every day with my family, my friends, <coughs> and my friends now. When we first started running, I started concentrating on the, the travel costs, the hotel costs, the gas costs, and all that. And her thing is that it's only money, you know. So I said, well, you know, maybe I can take a grip and hold on to that. If you're getting great rewards of what you're doing, then it's just like when you pay $50 for a concert, you think nothing of it, you know. So we're getting the same feeling, the same reward if we're paying $50 for a run or raise. Yeah. So I feel, hey, it's the same reward. So I'm, I'm getting that 100% that we talked about. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's the, the health benefits of it too. And, and Trisha, I wanted to ask you about that. For, for those that are listening, or maybe this, is, this will be passed on to like people's family members, um, as a podcast episode, but like, you know, folks that are, you know, you guys are 70 and 75 years old and for folks that are maybe near retirement age or, or they're thinking about like, you know, cause it's, I mean, like, you know, when you're 20 or 30 years old, your body, you're able to do maybe more stuff than, you know, you're, and then, uh, then it may, can, can get more difficult, but they also say age is just a number. So, you know, when people get to be where in their sixties and seventies, what would you, what would your message be to folks that are thinking, you know, man, how do I like continue that on? How do I kind of get my body like when I have arthritis and things going on like that? I know that's what I, I, you know, we raised our kids or like we say, we, he played basketball in high school and, you know, police department, he has to stay physically fit. And me, I've always exercised. I love exercise. I love, I'm one of those crazy people who loves to sweat. (laughs) I love to dance and I like to see what my body can do and I like to take care of it because I know then it, it will take care of me and we raised our kids with exercise I know the little one we used to do Jack LaLanne together in the house you know that's way back then and and so our kids are very active also our, our two oldest ran in high school and uh, my son played three sports football basketball and and track 
and our daughter, you know, ran track. And at one point, our daughter, Siobhan, that's our oldest daughter, she was the second fastest girl in Columbus, uh, Georgia, you know, running track. And so they're sprinters. And so they'll get out there and run a little bit. And they're like, Mama, we, we're not going to be out here all day with you. Now, you, even a 5K is too much for them because they're sprinters. But they will run those distances with me. And I just advise all of my friends, you know, like I said, run for those who cannot. And, you know, every day, every day we hurt. And my mom used to tell us to just thank God for the pain. Because if you feel that pain, you are alive. And your mind is telling you, hey, something hurts here, but... You know, I can go do this, I can go do that, or I just need to rest. Sometimes you just really need to rest. And I'll tell my sisters and brothers a lot, I say, and, and God will knock you down. Sometimes you need to rest. He will just put you down somewhere. Like, you need to go sit down. But he's also telling us every day, you know, watch the animals. Like, you, you see the dogs doing the yoga, the down dog or whatever. They're always stretching. They're always running. They're panting. And when they come inside from outside walking, exercise, they go get some water or they have to lay down and rest. I said, watch the animals and you see what they do. And as we say, he says sometimes, you know, you don't have to worry about what you're gonna wear, what you're gonna eat, what you're gonna put on. He says, cause I take care of the animals and I take care of the lilies of the field. I'm gonna take care of you. And so you kind of watch them, you look at nature and you say, you know, God's taking care of them. I know he's taking care of me cause that's what he says in his word. He says, I'm taking care of you. And so I tell them, you have to give back too. As he is blessing you, you got to bless the Father and say, I'm happy to have this body. I'm happy to take care of this for you. And so I tell all my friends, join the Y. You know, it's a great place to be. I'm a big advocate for the YMCA. Like, join the YMCA. It's a great place to be. We did silver sneakers for the, the longest time and the the people in there, you know, we go in there and, and we're thinking these, you know, old people and they're out moving you, out shaking you and out dancing you all day long. They're like helping you set your materials up and like, baby, you know, they're, they're helping us. And so it's like, I'm a big proponent for that. And I'm like, do what you love. Exercise, do what you love. If it's running, run. If it's walking, walk. Some people cycle. You know, I don't ride the bike. I'm like, they come on and ride. I don't ride, okay? <laughs> I can't swim. I'm not getting, you know, I'll do aerobics in the water, but I can't swim, so I'm not swimming. I said, do what you love. That way you'll keep it up. Yeah. And if and so I like yoga. I like Tai Chi. You know, I like stretching the body to keep it. Uh, it's like a car. You got to keep it oiled. You got to keep it mechanically working, physically working. So I just advise people, especially when they say they're getting ready to retire, I said, what are you going to do? You can't go home and sit down. What are you going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I'm going to I'm like, join the Y. Start doing something physical. You got to keep your mind sharp. So we do a lot of puzzles. We play a lot of games. We dance because, you, you know, we don't want Alzheimer's all either, which is, you know, wrecking havoc on people nowadays. And it's, it's, you know, they used to pray in the old Baptist church, Lord, thank you for waking me up in my right mind. And we, I didn't know what that meant for years, and we used to laugh at them. But now we know what that means. You know, that's Alzheimer's or dementia. And it's, it's like you got to keep your mind sharp, too, as well as the body. You got those two things work together, and the soul and the spirit. All of that works together. And Arby will tell me sometimes, he said, oh, I had a you know, bad thought or whatever. And I said, he says, you got to take those thoughts captive. You've got to put the word in there to move those thoughts from your mind. He said, I can't do it. I said, yes, you can. 
And I know we went to Solid Rock together. God led us there, and then he moved us to another place. But there I learned to read the Bible every day. And so, uh, and read it all the way through every year. That was the main thing, was read it all the way through. And though there are passages in there that you, you come across and you see how much they really mean to you or how they are speaking to you, because each time it's like they speak to you in a different way. But there are just some verses that just, just take you. And with the running, it's Hebrews 12 for me. And I know I quote it to you a lot of times, you know, especially 12, 12, just strengthen my feeble arms and my weak knees. And so I'm, I'm quoting that sometimes when I'm out running. And, and the, the, but the whole verse, because it's when the whole chapter 12, because it, it starts out like I'm surrounded by this great crowd of witnesses. And that's when I'm at a race and all these people are there, or all these people in my life who know my story, know what I'm doing. I was like, I got all these people watching me. So I'm surrounded by this great crowd of witnesses and they're all cheering me on. They really are all cheering me on and want the best for me. And there are times when I'm thinking, I can't let them down, you know, but they're cheering for you and they're motivating you. And I see other people, like they say, you never know what people are going through in their life. But when I see other people, sometimes I just, you know, I know I won't stop. I had to quit at so just because of cramps when I did my marathon. But I know I won't stop at a race and I'll keep going and finish it. I know I'll finish it. And so, but I'll see people sometimes on canes or, you know, being pushed in a wheelchair. And I think we did Mercedes one year and I was with a crowd of people and one guy had a, um, you know, a heart. He had had problems with his heart and had just got out of the hospital. And he says, I'm going today. One lady falling off her bike the next the day before and mm. had big bruises all over. She says, my doctor told me not to run today, but I'm out here. And so we all just encouraged each other around the, mm. the course so we could finish. And it's like, so I, I, you know, my faith is strong, but I know that, you know, I know that God has his arms around me all the time. It's Zephaniah 317, you know, it's, it's like he just quiets me with his love sometimes when my when I'm struggling. He'll he'll just I feel his arms wrapped around me and I feel that love and it says he's rejoicing over me with singing and I can just feel him saying, You got this, you know, like he's my biggest cheerleader mm -hmm. too. And I'm just like, Thank you, Jesus, thank you, you know, and I'm running for him and I'm running for others and so and I just know that I'm going to finish that race that he has set before me. Yeah. And speaking of those races and kind of being at the start lines, that's one of the last things I wanted to um, cover was uh, I know you mentioned uh, some of the races you've really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Run Sedona in Arizona. You have a shirt on from you know uh, Little Rock, uh, half in Arkansas. You mentioned the Ogden, Utah Marathon to me previously. The Anchorage Mayor's half in Alaska. Mm -hmm. The Flying Pig half, a great one in Cincinnati. So out of, you know, any, any story from one of those that's like what what's like what would be like really at the top that you would recommend to people like okay hey this is a great race I usually pick my races according to beautiful scenery <laughs> I love like I said I love nature and I just love seeing what God has put on this earth for me to see that's generally how I pick them oftentimes those are hard to the logistics of getting to them sure, is yeah. kind of difficult. You got to fly somewhere and you got to drive somewhere to get there. But that's how I generally pick them now. And so, you know, we ran in Pennsylvania 
and we did the uh, lacquer waxen. We're in lacquer waxen, Pennsylvania. Never mm. heard of it in my life. But you run along the Delaware River, and you're in the Pocono Mountains. And I always wanted to go to the Pocono Mountains. So mm. here we are there doing that race, Two Rivers Running Festival in Pennsylvania. And everybody, oh, you need to run Philadelphia. You need to run the bird in the hand. I was like, we're doing the two rivers in lack of waxing because it's beautiful. Yeah. You know, it's just beautiful. And so I usually pick them because of that. Run Sedona is just gorgeous in the Red Rocks. It's, it's, you know, then we went to the Grand Canyon and other places because it's just gorgeous. Alaska was just gorgeous. We ran through the cottonwood forest and it smells so heavenly, but the breeze was hitting that cottonwood all in your nose and mosquitoes were everywhere, but it was so beautiful. And we're running along the water and we're looking at the glaciers and everything in the background. Just absolutely gorgeous. So Little Rock, the vibe was so exciting. Everybody was so excited and it was just, you just couldn't help but be happy. And I know they say it's a party on the pavement in Little Rock, but the, the vibe is there. People are so happy. And that keeps you going also. So, you know, running with my kids, Long Beach was beautiful. We ran along the ocean for four miles and Montgomery with my other daughters because they're there. Greenville, South Carolina, because they're there. Yeah. And so it's just... I don't even know. You, now, know? Now you and Aubrey, <laughs> do y'all race at all? Like, who does y'all do y'all race to see who goes, who Jason, goes faster? You, you know, when we started, I used to beat him all the time, but well, now oh, he oh, beats me. Said, oh, okay, so it's a role reversal now. Aubrey. Yes, oh, yes. Um, when, when we really started, um, I didn't have the same passion, and and she would huff and puff, and she'd get on across the finish line, and I kind of take my time because I, I wasn't feeling it, you know. But um, but then. Once I start to see all the pats on the back that she had receiving um, uh, crossing the finish line, I said, what am, what am I doing dragging here, you know? So I started picking things up. As I started picking things up, then I realized that not only that um, I, I can get to that finish line before she can, I might get there a little bit earlier than she can. But, um, but I realized then that once I get there, I'm, I'm going to have to drop, you know. So what I started to do then, I said, I'll let her have her race. And she'd do her halves, she'd do her 10K, or she'd do her full marathon. And I'll just stick to the to the 5Ks. And yeah. sometime I'll do the, uh, the halves and maybe a 10K. I said, but I have not done a full marathon. And so she has the credit for those full marathons. Oh, yeah. And, um, but... Uh, my thing is that I'm more of a supporter than than a, uh, a a leader in those runs, and so one time we came across the finish line, and I was standing around waiting, waiting. And some of our friends, said, "Where's Trisha? She's back there somewhere," and they started teasing her, you know, "Oh, you know, Trisha, Trisha, Arthur beat you. He beat you." And um, and so I told them, I said, look, I said, I always could. I'll just give it her credit. <laughs> Whoa. That's what he yeah. said. He said, I always yeah. could have been you. years of marriage, you can show your true color. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to tell you, too, one of my absolute favorite races was this year. I did the Boston 5K with our older daughter, Siobhan. Okay. And we had tried to get into that race for years because she loves unicorns, and their medal is that unicorn. Yeah, from the Boston Marathon. Yeah, so we races. did the Boston 5K together, and it was 
awesome. She had so much fun, and I got her that jacket this year. It was purple, which is her favorite color. Mm. And we were running across the finish line, hand in, stretched up together, hand in hand. And the the photographer captured that from you know all the way back, all the way across the finish line. He said, "Did y'all do that at the finish line?" I said, "We ran to the finish line like that." And so that was probably my favorite race for yeah. this year well, was to it, share it, that with my it's daughter creating memories with your family you know through running or whatever it is that people choose to do in terms of their passion yeah. what they enjoy doing and you had mentioned to me about how for you guys that you're you know you focus on you know going to church when you can studying the word prayer mm -hmm. and i close you know um uh, most of my podcast episodes in prayer so trisha i'd love for you to close us out in prayer if you don't mind that'd be mm -hmm. great I, yeah. I'll, I'll try because when <laughs> I pray, I usually pray to God and people like, I can't hear you. <laughs> no, no, you can pray. Pray away. Yeah, oh, it, can, I, can I defer to Aubrey? Sure, Aubrey, Because he, yeah, he generally like, leads yeah, us Aubrey, in prayer. You, he yeah. wants you to do the closing prayer. Closing prayer. That'd be yeah. great. Okay. Yeah. Well, just before I do that, let me say one other thing. When you asked her about um, her most um, race that she would recommend, we signed up in the, right in the midst of uh, – the COVID season yeah. uh, to do uh, a run in, in Hawaii. And we was all looking forward to that and several family members were going to take that trip. And um, because of the COVID outbreak, we received the emails and letters from Hawaii, don't come here. And um, so they ended up uh, refunding our money and everything and uh, giving us credit for the, um, the hotel we was going to stay in and the plane tickets and all that kind of stuff. So that is one race that we still have in mind that I think we're going to try to get set up and try to complete that race. Well, hopefully yes. you can get it done. Hawaii is a, is a great place. Uh, that's what I hear. So I've yeah. never been to Hawaii. So we, we want to do it as a family. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's an yeah. amazing trip. Yeah. 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 Amazing yeah. trip. Yeah. yeah. All right. You can go and pray for all us. All right. <clears throat> Father God. Thank you so very much for allowing us to come today and be a part of this podcast with um, uh, Jason Dennis. We are a humble people. We love what you do for us, Jesus. We love the things that you put in our soul and our spirit to allow us to be able to do all the things of your desire. In return, we know, God, that you will bless us and keep us strong and make us be able to accept what you give us and be appreciative of what you give us. And that is evident in what we do every day, Jesus, as we put down on our knees and pray to you and, and ask for your blessing. The running, the love for family, the love for friend is something that we encourage any and everyone to grasp and feel good about it. Because we know if we pray to you, Father God, that you reward us for those things that we ask. Father God, thank you for allowing us to come here today and share with this particular blessing and the podcast that Jason has allowed us to extend. Of these things, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you guys so much for coming. Thank Appreciate you. it. Trisha and Aubrey Davis, uh, you guys are, are definitely, um, you know, motivating. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. so listen, if you if people have excuses saying, oh, I'm, I'm 60, I'm 70, I'm 75, then listen, you guys just blow that out of the water. You know, you no excuses. If you can do it, do it, you know, and uh, and like you said, find something you love and a passion and 
and you know and, and make that uh, a habit then yeah. uh, you can do it like every day every week whatever it is and and um, so I, I, I love being able to share stories like yours on our podcast talking about fitness and faith last week we had uh, the J&J Christmas music extravaganza people like Christmas music and mm-hmm. uh, we, we had, had a lot of that uh, <laughs> last week so and we wish everybody uh, as this podcast will come out um, uh, this week a few days before Christmas we wish everybody a, a Merry Christmas safe travels everybody and uh, we're looking forward to uh, 2023 and some more uh, running adventures yes, perhaps absolutely yeah. Yeah. all right thanks very much. Thank you, Jason.